The audio you are about to hear has been extracted from a YouTube live. I am author, counselor, and coach Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. And you can visit ZaraHarrison.com slash help me for a list of resources that may just help you do so. This video, what did I title this video? I wish YouTube, when you did a live, it would show it on the screen so you could like see what you titled the video. But I titled it something like um, being with them. This is what being with them is doing to you. And when I say them, I'm talking about toxic people. Here's what being with toxic people does to you. And by toxic, if you don't know what I mean by toxic, listen to what kind of love is this podcast because I go through that often. How to tell, you know, when a person is toxic, different types of behaviors, different types of toxic relationships. They are not just what people would refer to as romantic relationships. You can have a toxic relationship with your parent. You can have a toxic relationship with your spouse. You can have a toxic relationship with your cousin. You can have a toxic relationship with your best friend. You can have a toxic relationship with somebody at your job. You can have a toxic relationship with your auntie, with your cousin. You can have a toxic relationship with your children. You get it, right? Like, so you can have a toxic relationship with anyone uh, that would, you know, make solidify an interpersonal relationship. Some, some other human being, that relationship could be toxic. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this real quick, and I got to hurry up because y'all, this is what happened today, right? First of all, what is today? Tuesday. So I, I teach most Tuesdays. I teach, um, this course on writing. Um, so Monday, why, why y'all thought I was still in Monday? I thought I was still in Monday real quick. So Monday was the final day of discovery calls. Like that was it. My calendar was closed for discovery calls. If you don't know what the discovery call is, uh, for people that want to work with me one-on-one -on -one for a partnership, 17 to 24 weeks, it's an intense boot camp for your heart that I do seasonally. Um, that the opportunity for me to speak with you to see if it was a match because there are other people that submit their information and obviously I can't work with everyone. So I do a discovery call to kind of see like where you are and then figure out, you know, who, who needs this most according to what the Most High says when I'm in petitioning him about it for this season. And this season has been busy. It was so many um, submissions and... Um, just working through it took me like what two and a half weeks three weeks to get through all of those discovery calls um so that's what's up i love that that people are i love that people are wanting to get emotionally well that is so dope um obviously i can't help every single person at least not in this season but this the season will open up again probably like around september or something like that it, de it depends on how this, this group of people but anyway, I said all that to say Monday was, I was swamped because that was the final day. So some people that was on the fence, they waited to the last minute and they, they was like, oh, all right, I'm going to do it. And so Monday was flooded with calls all day, um, back to back to back to back. And I was a little exhausted because I don't usually take, I don't usually speak to that many people um, in one day because I need to preserve my energy. But I did it because I was like, you know what? Some people are trying to get in before I'm, it's, that season is closed for about four or five months for me. Um, 
And so I say all that to say it was so busy. And now I'm so glad that that's out of the way, not in the sense that I didn't enjoy meeting some of you that watch me on YouTube um, and talking to you and getting to know more about like what's going on in your life. And um, even if it's not a match or a partnership, you, you inspire me to seek Yah about what else I can offer for people. Like there are some people I spoke with and I was like, this is a gap here. Most high, is it something that I can fill? And it, it has given me some ideas for different things that I'm going to be doing coming up in the future, you know, as y'all allows. Um, but I'm so glad that I am finally done with that because now I can petition the most high. I've already taken some people on already, people that have already been in the support group with me, some people that um, have done e-coaching and stuff like that. And I kind of already have a sense of them. Some of those people I already took on because I know that they're ready. I still ask the most high, but I pretty much know that they're ready and stuff like that. But then there were a number of other people that I have never seen, never met, nothing. Got to talk and see, you know, where you are. And so Monday was the last day for that specific um, uh, partnership with coaching for me. Um, and I'm, I'm just so glad because when I saw all those number of appointments, I was like, Praise Yah, you know, that people want to work on their emotional wellness. But it's like, woo, you know, it's a lot of spiritual work that goes into being prepared for that and wanting Yah to discern and the Ruach to lead and to guide. And, you know, it's it's just, it's a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? So um, that is done and it has given me some ideas for people that may not be able to move forward for this season um, to still help some people. But anyway, I say all that to say that sometimes in speaking to people, they are not understanding the effects of being in a toxic relationship, no matter what the type of relationship is, right? So I wanted to talk in this video about the what what it does to you when you stay in a toxic relationship and somebody left me a comment and they were like you know what if that toxic person is your spouse and like are you saying like leave my spouse and such and such and I can't remember exactly what I commented back to that person but I basically was like look you can leave a I don't know if I said you can leave a person without leaving a relationship or you can leave a relationship without leaving the person. I can't remember what I said, but the essence of what I was saying is that there are certain boundaries that you can institute even in your marriage because the goal of even the Most High Yahuwah is to bring people to repentance. Sometimes in loving them the way we think we should love them, we're not helping them come to repentance. And so we're actually not only doing a disservice to us, but we're doing a disservice to them as well because repentance is key crucial to all healing to all interpersonal relationships and to all emotional and spiritual wellness it is it is key and so if a person has in uh has trouble repenting that is a huge red flag but there are things that we can do to help bring them to repentance it's just that some of us you know we might be people pleasers we, we might be afraid of saying no um, we may have our own emotional issues that we deal with, so we don't know how to set a boundary and how to stick with the boundary. And so I offer resources on my help me page for people to help you, someone to hold you accountable to that boundary. So you can visit that page if you want to. 
this video, I want to talk about what happens to you. How does that toxic relationship affect you when you stay in it? Like, what is it doing to you? Have you ever asked yourself when you engage with your toxic mother, when you engage with your toxic father, when you engage with your toxic siblings, or you engage with your toxic, you know, whoever, what is it actually doing to your body? What is it actually doing to your brain? What is it actually doing to your spirit? Have you ever asked yourself? Now, you feel when something is wrong because emotionally there's like an emotional upset. And this is why I say emotions are not necessarily bad. It's just that when you don't know how to manage your emotions, it can become a negative thing. But they're not bad or good. They're usually signals, right? Especially if you're a balanced person, they're signals to tell you what to pay attention to. So one of the signals that your emotions will give you when something is, uh, when you're around a toxic person is that something is wrong. That signal is a blessing from the most high because it's signaling you to change something. Usually it's like, eh, eh, you need to set a boundary somewhere. So when you get that upset, that emotional upset, anger, guilt, condemnation, shame, you know, all the things that the most high tells us not to think or believe about ourselves, um, it's a signal that something needs to be corrected here so that this does not, this signal does not keep going off. But what happens is we ignore the signal. We ignore the signal. We ignore the signal. We ignore the signal until boom, now it has changed something even in our brain and in our makeup. Now we're not seeing things correctly because we've ignored the signal so much it has caused us to change into something else other than what the most high wants, which is why often people who are going in a toxic relationship with somebody and they stay in that relationship for a really long time, you'll often hear them rehearsing and saying over and over and over, I don't know, I don't know what to do, I don't know, I don't know. They can't, they, they have such trouble making sense of life and making a, a decision. They have a terrible time with discernment it, it, is, it is so hard for them to exercise discernment because what happened? These are some of the things that happen. So usually, children, excuse me, y'all. I don't mean to yell in y'all ear. I'm, a, I'm doing a video and y'all are very loud. My bad, y'all. So this is what happens when you ignore, ignore, ignore a toxic person. So the most high, I'm going to try to just give y'all the real like layman's term version, like the real like round the way informal version. You know what I'm saying? Like the, just the everyday language, right? So what happens oftentimes with a toxic person is they can like usually, depending on the level of how toxic they are, they can introduce like emotional trauma into your life where they are, um, uh, the, the trauma you feel emotionally causes you to have really painful thoughts, um, intense, very intense emotions. Like you're always dealing with anger or whatever, or it can give you numb emotions. You feel like really numb. You don't even know what to feel anymore. These are signs that you probably experience some kind of emotional trauma. And you can also have physical symptoms. Like if you're feeling, um, having anxiety, you're always having depression, you jittery, you shaking, you don't know you know, your left from your right and you ain't have no caffeine, you ain't none of that. And you're acting like you just ate, drank five, six cups of caffeine. This can be a sign that you're experiencing emotional trauma. Somebody is invading that part of you and abusing it. 
and it causes your body to react in a certain way, but it's there to protect you. So what happens is when you don't let it protect you by stopping and processing it, paying attention to what's going on, um, they, it's usually called like fight, flight, or freeze. Like you're going to fight, you're going to flight, run away, or you're going to freeze. You're going to stop. So when something happens that causes you like severe upset or like severe emotional um, uh, overwhelm, some people fight. Like they ready to fight. What's up? We could fight. Some people love fighting. I know growing up, I had one person in my family. Every time summer would roll around, she would often say, I, ooh, I just want to fight somebody. Like, dang, I just want to fight. Just want to fight. Right? So sometimes that's the, uh, and we talked about reactive behavior in another video. So you're not responding. You're, you're, you're usually reacting in this way. You always want to fight. People that always want to fight, they probably going to have some trauma. Not just emotional trauma, it could be sexual trauma, physical trauma, like all kind of trauma, whatever. But this channel primarily focuses on emotional trauma. Or you want to run. That was me. You know, ask my husband, he'll tell you. Every time we first got together, I would pack my stuff and I would be out. Like when we were dating and stuff and he, would, and he couldn't find me. I was just like, go ghost. Like you could. So some people, when something happens, they run. They just run away. They're always running away. They never want to deal with stuff. Even if you try to have a conversation with them before you can start getting the problem out and you're being kind and you're being consistent and you're being loving, but here they go getting up, like they ready to just run. They want that, it's a trigger for, and they want to get away, you know? And then for other people, they freeze. They just freeze up like, I, and it's like, what's up? And it's just, it's like they shut down. They just shut down. If they don't run, if they don't um, fight, they just, they freeze, they shut down. These are signs of trauma, but I'm talking about emotional trauma on this channel, right? So when your body keeps doing that, and it's the brain telling your body to protect itself, there is danger. So it's just like, you know, if you was outside and somebody start pop, 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 gunshots go off, what you do? Usually our people, we run, you know, we out. It's like everybody start running. Some people might freeze. You watch videos, you're like, what are you doing? Run. Some people, that's their responses. They freeze. And then other people, I don't know too many people of our culture, they ready to fight. Where the bullets at? What, what, what? You know, like that's that response. This is the same thing that happens to us emotionally. Like that's the gunshot that we hear but when somebody affects us emotionally and damages us and hurts us emotionally and abuses us, like they're always lying. They're always deceiving us. We don't know when they're telling the truth and when they're not. They gaslight us. They make us think we're crazy because we saw something and we try to say something and then it turns all the way back around on us somehow. They um, gossip about us. They're always talking about us behind our back and then you try to confront them and then it got to turn into this whole big blow up. When that's constantly happening to you over and over again, their name labeling you, calling you names, telling you, condemning you, being extra judgmental, just conscious, nasty, ugh, just always doing stuff like that, that vexes your spirit, right? That vexes your spirit. And it also is what it's doing is, is causing your brain to figure out how to protect you. Do we fight? Do we run or do we freeze? 
Now, when you're in a relationship with a toxic person who's emotionally being toxic to you and they're constantly doing that, and you got to be careful because there's a, there are people who are overt, but then there are people who are covert. The coverts is the slick ones. You don't know that they're doing it to you. They almost, they, you almost wonder if it's you. Those, you got, see the overt ones is clear and as plain as day. They might gaslight you, but they are louder they are more like verbal, like in your face. They might even physically hit you. Coverts, they do it on a sneak. They like the snake that I talked about on my YouTube community tab. They like the snakes. They on the low, they undercover. They the wolves in sheep's clothing. So they will cause you to do all these things and, and you know provoke you to react in these ways, but they so sly, it can look like it's you. Though you gotta have wisdom, right? So when you're in relationships with somebody like when people like that, they're always ring, ringing your alarm, so to speak, in your body to figure out whether it has to fight, to run or to freeze constantly, constantly, constantly. Right. When you don't heal that. And this is why I cannot stand. This is one of the things I absolutely despise when people say when somebody is hurting and they share their hurt. And a person says, get over it. That's in the past. Now, in a professional setting, of course, I remain neutral. But in my own personal life, when I'm dealing with people in my own personal life that do stuff like that, I'm like, see, this is a problem. Because if you constantly provoke someone or cause them to be in a state of always having to decide whether they got to run, they got to fight, or they got to freeze over and over and over again, sending that alarm off in your body over and over, constantly over, over, fight, flight, run, fight, fight. That starts breaking your system down. And when that is left unhealed, like normally, like if you heard gunshots go off outside or whatever, and you say you ran, and then you was like, okay, I don't hear the gunshots no more. You would go back to normal. You'd be like, yo, that's kind of crazy. Like, who's shooting? Like, what's going on? But you go back to normal. But when you're in a relationship with a toxic person and you're constantly giving them access to you, you don't revert back to normal. You're in that constant state. And so what happens is you are, it's, it's, it's constantly telling your brain that something is not safe. Something is not safe here. Just being in the relationship with them the way that you are. Sometimes you got to leave the relationship. Like sometimes you got to put distance and space from giving that person access to you. Like it, your, your soul depends on it. Other times you can't because maybe you live with them or you're married to them. And in those cases, you have to set really specific boundaries and have a support group or someone who can hold you to accountable to keeping those boundaries set so that you can, so that you won't be sick, emotionally sick. Y'all hear me say all the time, hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? So when we stay in relationships with people that are very toxic for us and we're constantly allowing them to bring that toxic energy, and I'm just going to tell you what it is, it's a demonic spirit that is using that person to get to you. That's really, in essence, what's happening. They have given the enemy access to them. Sometimes they don't even realize that they are being used by the enemy, but because they are void of the Ruach HaKadosh or the Holy Spirit, they give another spirit access. And because you trying to walk your walk out and do the right thing, the enemy can use them. He uses them to wreak havoc on your soul.
This is why Yahushua was like, get behind me, Satan. To who was that? Was it Peter? I think it was. Get behind me. Straight said, get behind me, Satan, or Hashatan, or whatever we want to call the, the, de the demon. Um, Shred it straight to his face because you get being influenced by something else. So the toxic people, they basically just influence by it, it just shows their spiritual state, their spiritual condition, that something is using them and can use them. You know what I'm saying? So but when you're in relationship with people like that, you're basically allowing the enemy to have access to you through them when you don't set some real clear boundaries or separate or sever that, that relationship. So oftentimes we just think about like how we feel. We don't like it, but it's doing something to your brain too and your spirit and your spirit. We got to be really careful. What is doing to your brain It's telling your brain something is not safe. The most high did that to protect you. You ignore the protection. So then your brain thinks you're constantly unsafe and it stays in a constant state of high alert, constant state of high alert. So this signal is helping you avoid pain, unnecessary pain, unsafe pain. Some pain is, is safe for us, right? Some pain that we're inflicted with helps us grow, helps humble us. You know what I'm saying? Other pain is straight from the demons and we, it ain't necessary, right? So when these things happen, these different responses that we're having physically are aligned with the brain because it's trying to protect us. When we don't, when we don't, I don't want to say obey it. When we don't acknowledge it and be thankful for the warning that it's helping us avoid pain, we put our brain in a confused state because it's like, I'm here to protect you and to help you avoid unnecessary pain, but you keep ignoring me over and over again. What are you doing to, to us? What are you doing? Now it becomes confused, right? So it kind of rewires from the experience. That's the scary part is your brain can actually start becoming rewired because of what you're allowing. Yes. What you're allowing. Now you don't respond healthily to normal situations. Now, for example, you're way less tolerant of stress. Something that would be a minor issue throws you over the top. You are stressed all the way out. So if you if you're high stress level, usually it could be some emotional trauma somewhere that you have not dealt with or healed from or some relationship that is keeping you on high high alert. Right? So you're less tolerant of stress. Also, you'll be unable to distinguish between like past and present. So your emotions trip up because what happens, right? The brain is trying to tell you, I'm trying to protect you. Go ahead and pay attention to it. You keep ignoring it. So now you stay in this loop. So your brain don't even know, is we in the past or was we in the present? Is this something that already happened or is this something that's happening again? Because we kind of just be staying in this loop. We just stay in this. We just always staying in this. And so things can happen and people that are not, healing from emotional trauma sometimes can have memory issues. Like they'll, they'll actually be like, I don't remember saying that I did, or I don't remember this, or I don't, I don't remember that. Like they have issues with remembering things, something that just might've happened yesterday. They forgot, you know what I mean? It's, it's, this could be a sign. Now it could be other things too. 
it, it may not be trauma. For some people, you could just have, you be doing, you're doing too much. You got way too much going on, so you're missing small details. But this video is for people that experience like emotional trauma. Um, and so your emotions can get tripped up. So when I tell you the importance of remaining emotionally well, this is the place that I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place like you're rewiring your whole brain. You're giving your spirit access to a demon. And you can physically even start breaking down all because of your experience with a toxic person where you don't e you either don't separate from them or if you for whatever reason maybe y'all not telling you to separate i don't know i'm not i'm not in that i can't you know some people ask me questions in comments and i'm like you, you please don't think that i would ever tell you how to solve a marital problem in a in a, in a youtube comment or an emotional problem in a YouTube, I would never do, it's way too many details for me to give you that kind of answer. Like, so I don't know the most high, sometimes people believe, and I can't tell them whether they're right or wrong, that the most high is telling them to stay with, with somebody um, or in a relationship that is incredibly toxic for them, even though it goes against everything that scripture says about caring for our soul. I'm gonna read you one, but there are a number of, scripture that talk about caring for your own soul because the most high in order for him to fulfill and execute things that he wants to execute through you your soul got to be at a certain state we got to take care of it from a physical standpoint too emotionally spiritually it's like a holistic thing and so sometimes he can't even get done what he would like to get done through you and then he'll go ahead and tap somebody else because of what you putting up with that's affecting your soul it's really important so when I talk about the importance of emotional wellness, when I'm put these quotes up and I'm encouraging you, the first thing people go to is I got to cut everybody off. Look, if you got to cut them off and you can cut them off, I'm just saying, cut them off. If, if they're toxic, do you know what toxic is? Toxic is poisonous. I'm not talking about they annoy you. I'm not talking about they get on your nerves sometimes. I'm not talking about y'all have misunderstandings sometimes. I'm talking about they are poisonous. Poison kills. They're trying to kill you from the inside out. That's what I'm talking about. Cut that off, okay? If the person, if you tried to confront them, and we talked in the True Tribe Challenge, the steps to confront, and then what scripture says you're supposed to do when you confront somebody who remains in their sin and they're unrepentant, there are, there's the way we're supposed to respond to them. I'm talking about that. When, when you take those steps and you do that, when you're married, that's a little bit different, but there are things that you can do. There are boundaries that you can set. Ask the most high to show you what they are. Ask the most high to lead, guide you, give you wisdom, discernment. He wants to give you wisdom on how to do that so that you can, the goal is to bring this person to repentance. Don't think of it as, well, I'm being too hard or I'm being too rough or maybe I'm this, da, da, da. The goal is to bring the person to repentance, right? You are a tool and y'all helping people come to repentance based on your response to their sin, right? Proverbs or Mishlai, um, chapter four, verse 23, it says, keep your heart, keep your heart. You can't keep nobody else's heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. I don't know about y'all, but when I, when I hear that, I hear it's going to be some work with all diligence. 
that sounds like this is an everyday thing, consistent behavior that I have to indulge in in order to do the first part, which is keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. There's a quote that talks about some people complain about the rain that they caused forget how it goes but it's basically like you're complaining about these problems that you're causing or that you have power to change or you're not doing anything about it we can't control nobody else but we can control us and we're responsible for how we respond we are responsible for what we will and will not allow to invade or penetrate our heart right here keep your heart how am I supposed to keep my heart if you keep wounding it that is I am not practicing I'm not being a good steward over my heart. I'm not keeping it with all diligence if I allow you to keep wounding it, to keep sinning against me. When scripture is clear about the fact that grace is not there for us to go on sinning. How can I keep my heart if I let you go on sinning against me? That you're not doing what the most high is, is, is kind of like urging you to do in wisdom. That's not wisdom, right? So keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. All these things that are popping up in your life are usually attributed to whether or not you're keeping your heart well. If you're having anxiety, if you are having, you know, intense, painful thoughts, if you are having um, your emote, you're, you're so reactive instead of being responsive. And I talked about that in another video. You can check that out on my other live. You're having certain physical symptoms you're depressed, you are crying all the time. When you're in this person's presence, you just start to become something else. You feel some other kind of spirit. It's a dark, dreary, just ugh, cast over you. How can you keep your heart with all diligence if you keep letting that access you? And I get, I know, I know, I know, I know. I get a lot of stuff like, what I married? What if I'm married to one? What if I'm married to one? Like I said, there are boundaries that you can set. There are times when separation can bring people to repentance. I know people hate to hear that. They don't want, they don't like that. But I am a living testimony in my own marriage that separation has restored us. It helps when it's done with the most high. If you're doing it to be spiteful and you're doing it to be nasty and you're doing it with ulterior motives, that's something else. But when you're separating with love, even scripture talks about, you know, couples separating for an agreed upon time. And you say, look, this is this. Let's let's hash this stuff out while we're doing it. It can help you. Sometimes it's just really hard to restore something when the thing that keeps breaking you is right with you. Sometimes you got to separate so that you can let y'all love on you and get you back right and bring the other person to repentance and then you can come back together. So I'm a witness, my own personal marriage, separation can be a blessing. We have separated temporarily to restore our marriage. So um, we want to keep our heart with all diligence. When, when something is a threat to that, it can literally rewire our brain. It can literally... Um, change the state of our spiritual condition because like I said there is a dark spirit attached to that person who keeps sinning against you that's why they keep doing it and you have to protect and guard that especially if you have children and for yourself you know what I mean so 
Um, I just want you to know the effects of being with people who give the enemy access to them willingly. What that does to you. Be very, very, very careful. I hope that the Most High will um, give you wisdom and discernment and show you some steps and show you the boundaries that you need to set. And it can be hard, but you've got to stick with them. You got to just think about the fact that this can help bring somebody to repentance. That is like so key to the most high is people coming to repentance because without repentance, ain't nothing changing, ain't nothing healing. Like that is key. If you get my email, my emails on Monday, I sent out a reminder of the affirmation where I say true love is repentance. Okay. Um, so keep those things in mind. And uh, if, you know, you want help with that, you can reach out to, you can go to ZaraHarrison.com slash help me. And there's a list of resources for ways that I help you. I have a support group. I have two support groups, a new one getting ready to come. I do e-chat sessions where you can talk to me in a private chat room. I do drop-in video calls where you can talk to me face-to-face. -face. Um, I do... And I'm about to change the drop-in calls once a month to bi-weekly, um, I think. I'm working on I'm trying to work around it with my schedule to see if I can actually do that because some people are like, a month is, is too long. Can you know, can I get a little bit more? So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, and then the Coach Me partnership, I do do that, but right now it's finally closed. I'm working through that to see who's gonna I'm going to partner with, um, and they should be getting some updates probably like the first week in May. Um, but those other things are there. It's a list of other ways that I can help you. I'm not the only one out here that can help you. You know, you can search for a support group. You can search for, you know, a counselor that you feel is anointed and led by Yah. But don't be out here, you know, feeling like you are all alone. Um, there, you know, ask the Most High to send you some help. I talk to so many people and they're like, I've, I have asked the Most High for help. One person said they haven't asked the most high for help for a few years. And they were like, I finally found you. And I think you're the answered prayer. So it didn't come right away, but there are steps you'll need to take, um, in the interim of y'all sending someone, but you know, listen to what kind of love is this podcast, take the truth tribe challenge, you know, um, get you a book, do a search on Amazon or something, start reading a book, be proactive in your emotional wellness, find out what you can do. Do I have a Bible study guide you can download? Do a Bible study guide on setting boundaries. The key word, setting boundaries. How to set boundaries. Um, you know, there's all kind of things you can do. So you can check out my website. You can check out my Help Me page. Um, check out those resources. You're not alone. There's, you're not just out here when there's no options for you. There are options, even if you, even this, even though you can't control another person, and we shouldn't want to be controlling nobody else, but you're not responsible for that person. You can't control them, but there are things that you can do. There are steps that you can take that can inspire and motivate a person to come to themselves. Just like that prodigal, the son of the prodigal, uh, the father of the prodigal son, he ain't go chasing after him, his son. No, this, this and that. He, he went on and what happened? He came to repentance and then they had a different kind of conversation, but he came back with a repentant heart. You know what I'm saying? So, there is hope for you. Start doing the work. Ask the most high. Look for a book. Look for links. Whatever. All right? I got to go because I was on here way too long. I'm Zara Harrison, author, counselor, and coach, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. And you can visit ZaraHarrison.com slash help me for a list of resources that may help you do just that. Okay? Peace.
Thanks for enjoying this podcast episode. Keep pressing to break free from toxic connections and or mindsets. Subscribe and join my email list at ZaraHarrison.com for more resources. Y'all bless.